1: Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film Podcast. This is part four in an August four-part special with Jack Howard. Hello,
0: it's the final part. Final part. We made it.
1: And uh, me doing our countdown of our ten best and worst films of the first half of uh, 2021. I bent the rules slightly because I went into July for Summer of Soul for my number one spot for best films. Yours was Inside, which was the Bo Burnham TV special, which actually, I think, technically is a film anyway, so... so Um,
0: we, we also, like, we've been the rules because i'm talking about things i've seen regardless of whether or not exactly
1: exactly and anyway there are rules it's my podcast it's our podcast you don't like it there's plenty of other podcasts go listen to one of them (laughs) if anybody gets mad yes
0: (laughs) you haven't paid attention this
1: doesn't make sense (laughs) dear podcast world i was very upset anyway so now we're going to do number five to number one of our least favorite films or TV programs of the first half of the year. These
0: are all films for me now.
1: Great, okay. We we may still end up... Oh, no, I'm wrong.
0: I'm wrong. No, there's one TV show. I'm (laughs) going
1: to leap straight in. So, for number five for me of the worst things that I've seen uh, in the first half of uh, 2021, Little Things. And the reason I'm going for the Little Things is it features the worst Jared... Is it Leto or Leto?
0: Leto, Leto. Go for either.
1: Yeah. Performance I have ever... I mean... It is eye-rollingly terrible, and he plays this character who's kind of like, oh, it's a bit, bit Charles Manson, a bit straight, or is he? And you know, is, is, is he a creepy serial killer? So the way that he has he has shown us that his character is creepy is that he's put on some weight, um, and his hair's a bit manky, ooh. and and he's, <laughs> you know, because as we all know, people who are a little bit overweight and their hair is a bit manky are probably you can't, serial. You killers.
0: can't trust them. <laughs> it's just,
1: it's, it's. It's terrible, and he was nominated for a Golden Globe. And we all know the Golden Globes. I'd like to say, instead, I'd like to take this opportunity to say, yes, everyone now realizes just how corrupt the Golden Globes are. I was saying it first. I was saying <laughs> it for years. I was telling you all for years the Golden Globes were run by a bunch of unaccountable bozos who were absolutely buyable in every possible sense. Jared Leto's performance in uh, Little Things, which is a, is a nonsensically stupid. Crime, you know, psychological thriller that's so full of its own, oh, mm. oh, stuff happening, oh, will it? Inc- I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, and I hate that performance. That's mm-hmm. my number five. Something I gotta know. How's a guy with the best clearance rate in the department work 15 years without a promotion? Maybe I didn't go to the right church. When I look in your eyes, what I see, it ain't good. Details, but he wasn't within 10 miles of the killing. Why is that? Why is that? How's the trunk space? What do you want? I want to nail the best For who? For all of the girls he killed. I wanna nail the bastard too. Difference is, I'm doing it for me. It's the little things, Jimmy. It's the little things that rip you apart, it's the little things that get you caught.
0: spoke recently about blade runner versus blade runner 2049 yes. and how i i prefer 2049 i i just think it's stunning but every time that jared leto is on screen i have to just sort of like swallow and accept that's what it is he's i, I he he i he just annoys me yeah his his presence annoys me in most things he's ca- the best thing he's ever done is get beaten up in fight club <laughs>
1: He currently occupies the space previously occupied by Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> which is, I'm sure you're very good, but could you just stop? <laughs> Do you not like Timothy Chalamet? No, 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 it's
0: fine. No, I think, Timothee, <laughs> I, think, I
1: think for certain rules, he Timothee He might get to Chalamet, that point. He might, okay, fine. Might what's your, what's your number five?
0: Okay, so I'm going to say that my number five is Black Widow. Oh, okay. And again, it's, it's not because yeah. I, I hated it. It's because I found it kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, it should have come out Five or six years ago, I think Marvel have drastically messed around with the Black Widow character from the beginning of her introduction in Iron Man 2. She's We've been begging for a single, you know... Um, standalone. Standalone film for her, for a long long time and we're getting it now after spoilers we know that she's absolutely dead
1: yeah, she's as dead as it is possible to be in the marvel universe yes. <laughs> there <laughs> might be a way very, to bring her back dead. but she,
0: currently she's very dead <laughs> um it's such a shame uh because it yeah it could have been something really really great um especially if it fit in where they've put it which is just after the civil war stuff um yeah, I I just didn't really think it handled any of it very well. I thought, it, from the beginning, I was like, oh, it's like a Jason Bourne kind of thing, but with Black Widow. And then it just goes off the rails and becomes... The storyline of it, the espionage storyline, and, and what's revealed becomes very, like... I'm going to say sci-fi, but loose sci-fi. I mean, the ending confrontation with Ray Winston is you can't punch me because I smell. <laughs> A Weird frigging thing to put in there. It's just so <laughs> odd. Um, I didn't like... I somebody,
1: did- <laughs> somebody else pointed out, breaking your nose like that doesn't... It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't stop you smelling. <laughs> it's like, you know, this conversation is happening in Skybase, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, up, in, up in the but they think thing, was, and we went, yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. You smash your nose at that doesn't work. The the
0: the ending as well, like the, the CGI sort of falling from the sky thing, it was just like so, like, typical Marvel stuff that I was like, no, this is not what I want. Like, people people think that um, some... Marvel. I would, I would say I'm a fan of... I'm a Marvel fan. I'm absolutely that. That we are more critical of DC than we should be. Yeah. No. No, That's like, not true. I think that, you know, the smashy, crashy visual effects stuff that Marvel does as well also needs to be reined in. And I think this is like too it's too much it's too big she's a human she's not a superhero like how is she getting away with all this sort of stuff it's insane the best thing why is she not very dead earlier on yeah (laughs) the best thing about this film in my opinion is the introduction of florence Pugh's character she florence Pugh is is a gem and i am i'm so excited to see her like flourish as an actress in general she's so good in everything i've ever seen her in and now that she's going to be essentially the new black widow i assume that's what's going to happen i'm very excited for that yeah. and i think she's really charismatic and and such fun to watch she has the best lines in the film her character is somebody who i can see from the discussions all across the internet has re- people have really taken to her already yeah. Um, yeah. so i'm ready for that but i thought the film was such a disappointment
1: well i, I like it better than you but i'm not going to fight you on it because i think you know it is clearly flawed you don't know everything about me i've lived a lot of lives Before I was an Avenger. Before I got this family. I made mistakes. Choosing between what the world wants you to be. And who you are. Number four the hitman's wife's bodyguard. <laughs> and I have to say it like that because I keep wanting to call it the hitman and her or the hitman's right. bodyguard's wife or the What body, did you think of the, the body...
0: hitman's bodyguard? I could have no memory of seeing right. it i
1: actually had to look up my review of it to remind myself that i wasn't very impressed <laughs> i mean it just gone i mean i do this now I if somebody says what do you think of it did i see it i Google to see whether i wrote a review of it and then i read the thing yeah it was like i wasn't the first time around put it this way i wasn't on tenderhooks waiting for a sequel sure nobody and was the worst thing about the hitman's wife's bodyguard is that it's got all these... It's got stars, it's got locations, it's got stuff, it's got explosions, it's got things, and it is thunderously dull. And Salma Hayek, who is the kind of, you know, the... The new addition. The, yeah, the sort of... Has lit, seriously somebody must have said well someone what we'd like you to do for this role is scream we just like you to shriek every single line doesn't matter what it is just say it at the top of your voice really because that's it, funny because that's funny <laughs> and it's like it is like a film shouting funny at you for its entire running time mm-hmm. and i just thought it was preposterous nonsense loads of stuff no enjoyment just rubbish and i was Kind of quite pleased to see that in terms of its sort of chart position, it came in mm. and then went straight out. Yeah, yeah, went, yeah, no, I'm not touching It's like Ray Winston, you can't kill me because I smell. Do you know, know, I'm <laughs> that.
0: do you know what? As well, I haven't seen it, but you but kind of have, uh, that's sure. That's I definitely you have because I've seen the trailer you know, exactly. and I've seen enough, but it's another sort of example of how ryan reynolds struggles to find things that work yeah outside of like he's found deadpool now and yep. people love him for it and yep. i like the deadpool movies enough and i'm i'm again excited to see how that gets implemented into the yep. disney world like how are they going to make that work um but yeah like i, I just think that ryan reynolds, I, even this new one that's coming out obviously nobody's seen it yet but it should have been out over a year ago uh Free guy that that Ryan Reynolds is in looks again like not my cup of tea. It just looks like I I just think Ryan Reynolds just hasn't struggles to find vehicles that work for him and his sensibilities and his sense of humor. Other than Deadpool, he has had a tremendous year. Michael Price is the bodyguard of the year. Is he a relative of yours? God, no. Darius Kincaid, the hitman, wanted for like a zillion murders around the world. And how often do you have this dream? Just once. Well, that's not true. A you. night. Right. I'm thinking you need to forget bodyguarding.
1: Okay, what's right. your number four?
0: My number four, uh, we're going to stick with Marvel and then we're going to move on from this, uh, is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, okay. which is another Try one of their TV seen. shows. Um, again... Meh. Like, I, I think I liked it the least out of all of the ones that I've mentioned. Okay. Um, I was mostly disappointed by it because it has such a potential to do something really interesting. And it kind of does it, but it mostly sidelines it. It's basically the journey of like Sam uh, becoming the new Captain America. Okay. Uh, and uh, the Winter Soldier battling with his demons and essentially trying to sort of put uh, to bed the fact that he was a murderer but for higher and he wasn't actually present for it but he's still got all the memories yeah. and he's hurt very very that real people interesting. interesting but it sort of doesn't do it okay. it, it, it like well let's start with the, the winter soldier aspect of it it introduces the idea that he's in therapy and he's trying to like uh, reconcile for what he's done he's even befriended the father of a son that he murdered when he was the winter soldier and that scene when at the end of the of the whole series when he actually finally tells him about it it doesn't hold on the scene it doesn't let you be there in the moment and really like feel how difficult this is it just sort of like briefly skips past it and goes i guess that's been dealt with now and that was really disappointing but the the real disappointment for me was um they introduced this really interesting character called Isaiah, who is an older uh, black man who in a long time ago was also a super soldier akin to Captain America right. and nobody knows about him and there's these stories about how he did similar things to Captain America but he was imprisoned for it and Captain America was uh, was glorified for it and it's just like a really nice parable to, to what goes on in the real world and how um, institutionalized you know racism exists sure. and it exists in the superhero world as well and as i Isaiah like puts it to Sam you shouldn't want to be Captain America and there's this really interesting conflict at the centre of it like should this man wants to take up this mantle should he want to represent the country that doesn't represent him and it's such a like not even a C or a D plot it's such a like brief and it feels like that should have been the, the okay. central conflict of the show, but really they start doing this thing about these terrorists called the Flag Smashers, who are like going to blow up something and destroy some things and take some things that we're and we're going to do this because it's right. and And I can barely remember what their plot was, but they gave them so much screen time, and it just it just felt like what I was worried when I said about. One division being so yeah. good, and it wasn't what I thought Marvel Television was going to be. Okay. This was exactly what I thought Marvel Television was going to be, and it feels like you could absolutely skip it, and the exact say you'd, you'd pick up the next Captain like America us, movie, yeah. okay. and you know exactly what's going on. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. We need someone to inspire us again. The world's more complicated now.
1: We're never gonna stop.
0: This world is ours. There's no going back doesn't have to be a war it
1: already is all right well it sounds to me like that is not good however yeah i have to say my number three we're in a whole other world of not good so my number oh, three yeah. is music
0: M- music, just music. in general. Yeah, no, yes. I've oh, hated I hated music, music this year. So music,
1: which is um, the feature. you <laughs> Just film, found out
0: about music. The fe- yeah, it's, it's great. Not it's like fan. notes. It's <laughs> marvelous.
1: The so music, which is the feature film, debuted by Sia. Um, oh, and oh
0: yes, I am aware was, of this. You
1: would be aware of it because there was so much fuss about it. Um, Kate Hudson um, is a recovering alcoholic and drug dealer. She's unexpectedly uh, required to care for a younger sibling who's called Music. Brilliant who was a young woman with autism who had previously been living with a gran and music is played by Maddie Ziegler. Yeah, who it is the was wor-
0: dancing in all of Sia's music videos. Yes.
1: And it is the worst, most inappropriately gurning performance. And uh, the film... It's so misjudged. It's so woefully misjudged. And a lot of the neurodiverse community were saying, why couldn't you have got a neurodiverse actor to do this? And see, I said, well, you know, I, I tried but I couldn't and then and then later on said, actually yes, I, you know, I, I take on my f- basically ended up apologising for the movie right. and, b- and believe me, it would be a very very, a very long apology to apologise for a movie that's that bad. What we do see is we see these kind of these weird uh, fancy sequences in which we're meant to see inside her world which are expressed through the medium of modern dance and reminded me of nothing so much as the alternative car park mime artist thing that Rowan Atkinson did. on you know, am a mime, <laughs> Body is a tool, <laughs>
0: and
1: it, it's terrible. The film is so bad you can't believe that anybody allowed it to be released. Of course, nominated for Golden Globes. No. Yep. yep. Up the, I mean, it, it, it's it's just astonishingly terrible. It's stupid. It's offensive. It's awful. You know, you said that thing about with the Bow Berman. You know, it's all bangers, no clangers. Yeah. This is all clangers, no bangers. Then, you know that song? You know, you can't stop the music. In this case, you absolutely. Have to. i don't That's really my number three. i don't really
0: like to to um to judge things solely by this but it has got eight percent on rotten tomatoes it has
1: eight where did the eight percent come from <laughs> Every, <for heaven's> sake, <laughs> gave it
0: eight. she can understand everything you are saying to her and if you are happy press this I'm sad. very funny troublemaker <laughs> he sees the world in a completely different way from us we're about to have a pool party! I am happy. You can do this.
1: I'm gonna help her. Just like she helps me. And I'm actually learning how to love. Because I love her.
0: So, Jack, your number three. Uh, my number three is something I also have seen in July. Okay. And I'm bending the rules. Okay, fine. Uh, it is the new film Stillwater. Oh, I haven't seen it. Which you haven't seen yet. Um, no, this is a Matt Damon film, right? Uh, yes, Matt Damon. It's directed by Tom McCarthy, who uh, did uh, I like. Spotlight. Yeah. Fantastic. This film, it doesn't know what it is. It, and, the, and actually, it's been only uh, like a three or four days since I've seen it. And when I watched it, I wasn't bored. I was perplexed. <laughs> you know what you were saying earlier about how you were trying to figure out this horror film's tone? Yeah. And that was kind of a real, like, uh, positive thing about it, is it was keeping you on the edge of your seat, and you were wondering, you know, you, yeah. weren't, you didn't really yeah, feel yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This film, I, did, I couldn't figure out what the tone was at any point. So much is going on in it, and I think the fundamental flaw in what 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 it is is that Tom McCarthy is spending so much time trying to get you to empathize and care about the characters, but they are doing such bizarre things and such bizarre, huge things are happening. And it's got like uh, a murder mystery at the sort of center of it, but then also like some huge prisoners-esque things happen. You know, the, the prisoners, yeah, the Denis Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve film, it, yeah. like some dark things like that happen, but it's also the story of a man trying to have a second chance at family and learning uh, to sort of like be there for other people and not mess things up. Abigail Breslin is also in it and I like Abigail Breslin a lot. But there is a scene in this as well which is not, she's not great in it. Like it's a scene where, because it's the writing, the dialogue isn't great to be honest. There's a bit where she has to basically tell her dad off and say, you've messed my life up. I'm really mad at you and I never want to see you again. And that's basically what she says but she just shouts it the whole time and it's the (laughs) shouty, shouty scene where daughter tells dad, you are bad. And it just missed all the marks for me. And okay. I, I, I thought it was like misjudged in the way that it was directed. And I think that if it was more like pulpy David Fincher Gone Girl, and it embraced the fact that it's a bit nuts. Yeah. It might have worked a little bit better. I'm not actually sure, even if it's based on a true story. If it is, I'll be very surprised because it's so incredibly bizarre what happens. And maybe that's why it's so bizarre because it is based on a true story. Um, but I, yeah, I really. Okay. This is the thing as well. Like Matt Damon's very good in it. Like his his okay. accent seems pretty pretty great. He's taking it very seriously. I don't think it's based on a true story. I just I thought it was nuts okay. and
1: well, like, like, I'm excited
0: it. to hear what you think okay, of it because so I, I really wasn't taken with it
1: I haven't seen it, I am kind of looking forward to it because that, the way you're describing it makes it sound very odd the day you left from Marseille I drove to the airport I went to the gift shop and I saw this necklace it was gold Said said Stillwater on it I thought it would be a little piece of home to take with you
0: some folks made to the You're in Marseille for a question?
1: No, visiting my daughter.
0: You're the father of the girl the, the American student.
1: Yes, ma'am. Allison came here for college, and that's where she met this girl, Lena. One night she found Lena dead and called the police. All they cared about was Allison sleeping with some Arab girl. I loved her. I know you did. But everybody thinks that I killed her.
0: We have exhausted every possible legal action.
1: Is the lawyer not helping you? I'm doing it myself for now. I could help. What's your name? Maya. Maya, that's nice.
0: She's very protective with me.
1: you seen that guy before?
0: No one would talk to you, trust me. they are not from here. It's not safe for you.
1: She's my little girl. Dad, please. I'm not going to give up. I have to say that, considering we're now into the you know the, the very top of the wo- I think if that's number three.
0: Well, right, like you said, I, I I'm I mean I avoid the ones. Yeah, of course
1: you do. So here's my number two, and I guarantee you haven't seen this. Shoplifters of the World, the film that Morrissey deserves. Right. Um, so th- this is it, this is weird. It's like it's directed by Stephen Kijak. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He made Scott Walker Thirty Century Man, which was really really good. The and this film- is
0: worth this is worse than music.
1: Yeah. This is worse than music, OK? It says at the beginning the film is based on true intentions. What? OK, so exactly. So the story was, Nick, who's producing this, literally just stuck his fingers down gagged. his head. <laughs> so the story, in real life, there was a real-life story that, you know, a Smiths fan went to a radio station armed with the idea of holding up the radio station to get them to just play Smiths music, OK? So it's airheads, OK? In, in real life, what happened, being a Smiths fan, was he didn't do it he turned up and didn't do it right you know? right. but in the film what happens is the Ella train. you know who's so brilliant in boyhood yeah goes into the thing you know with that thing and he forces the DJ who's playing like rock music to play the Smith songs and during the course of the thing the Smith songs echo around and people they so many Smith songs that the world starts to change for the better it's a film in which large sections of the dialogue are literally lyrics from or titles no. of Smith songs you know people saying things like this this isn't a direct we're saying, things like you know i started something i couldn't it, and it's terrible it's absolutely Brain-scrapingly awful. The dialogue is rubbish. I mean, I I used to like the Smiths. You know, I was a big fan of the Smiths. Oh, me I too. Know. I
0: literally was just thinking as you were talking, like, why why do good things have to be corrupted Wh- over time? Why like does this? Morrissey
1: have to open his mouth ever? Oh. I mean, the, 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 the I
0: struggle to even put the Smiths on now
1: without. I oh, know I can't. No, I threw out all fraud. the Smiths records. Oh, I st- think.
0: Isn't that such a shame?
1: It is, but I don't care because Morrissey's an idiot. I mean, Morrissey, you know, the man who who went on, uh, you know, television wearing a, a badge supporting that far-right group for. Britain, Morrissey, the guy who said that the treatment of Tommy Robinson, the, you know, the the yep. the was was shocking. Said so it was shocking. Tommy Robinson, Fuck incidentally, off. just uh, just lost the court case. He was ordered to yeah. pay a hundred thousand pounds in libel damages. And, now he's and yeah, don't brilliant. make me laugh. I know. So you know, <laughs> but it's even even if Morrissey wasn't the biggest twat on the face of the earth the the movie itself would be awful because it's awful firstly the movie appears to have been made without any kind of awareness of how who Morrissey is now I think it is Morrissey in it no but Morrissey uh, gave it his blessing by saying oh you know I, 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 so I laughed I cried I ate my own head you know and I genuinely thought it was the movie that he deserved because it is it, it is the second worst thing I have seen this year <laughs> okay and Every single bit of it, I was watching it thinking, yeah, I can see why Morrissey likes this. It is like a film which has got its tongue so far up the Smiths' backside that it cannot see the wood for the trees. That's it's such a misjudged. badly written. And as I said, in real life, what happened was the guy didn't do it. Why not? Because he's a fucking Smiths fan.
0: Fucking hell. Based on real intentions. Based on <laughs> real intentions. <yeah. laughs> the Smiths broke up. What? What? You know, the Smiths may be dead, but all the albums are still here.
1: I wish there was a way to get all the posers in this town to take notice. I did have an idea. Something that would go down in musical history. Impress me. What do you want? There is a young man in the radio station pointing a gun. So, um, for the rest of the night, I will be bringing you the music of the Smiths.
0: Don't touch that time.
1: This night, we'll open our eyes.
0: I'm just out to have a good time. All the rest is propaganda. Jack, your number two. My number two is an American pickle. Oh, wow, okay The Seth Rogen film Yeah, yeah, yeah Have you seen it? Yes What I did you think? I didn't hate it I thought it was terrible Okay I thought it was such a bad f- I was expecting it to be like a bit fun I, I, Like me and my housemates just put it on for a laugh And it just wasn't funny that's the, I mean, that's okay, the biggest yeah, crime. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The biggest crime is, that, I mean, I could, I could get into the, the, the nitpicks of things, but it just wasn't funny. And then it almost has a similar thing to, you know, I said about Luca has like this storyline that this just for some reason starts happening. American Pickle does the same thing where this, I mean, for people who haven't seen it, essentially what happens is, and it's a funny idea, and this is kind of goes back to a rule I've heard before. I can't remember who this is attributed to, but if the film concept sounds funny, it's not a funny film. Okay. <laughs> like if you if you take most of Adam Sandler's concepts, yes. they sound like funny films, but they as we all know aren't funny films. And in an American Pickle, basically what happens is a long long time ago, or like classic Seth Rogen falls into some pickle brine and comes out in the year 2019, I actually think it is. Yeah. And he's been pickled for that long and so he's he's basically traveled to the future in pickle brine. Hilarious, almost Austin Powers <laughs> level of like ridiculousness. But it like doesn't treat it that way and it never really and no one ever really seems that blown away by the fact that this <laughs> has happened. Like and Seth Rogen just turns up and he's like, Oh, I guess you're my grandfather, you can come live with me for a bit. And then they start competing for something, I can't remember what it is but I really (laughs) did not like it at all. I I thought it was super,
1: super terrible. I love the fact there's a rule, which is that if the pitch sounds funny, it's not funny. That's very good. uh. In old country of Shlopsk, I am ditch digger. As far as jobs in go, it's pretty good. We are the Greenbounds, and we have American Dream. I find good job in Pickle Factory. Sarah, I make this vow. In 100 years, our family will prosper. And then one day, everything changed.
0: It's been 100 years. The pickle brine preserved him perfectly.
1: Get too old to lose it. The world has changed. Everyone I know is gone.
0: You were able to track down a great
1: grandson. Green Bob. <laughs> <Green bomb. laughs> this is nuts. Walk past the
0: cafe, but you don't need when you
1: live to. Your parents, where are they? Mm-hmm. They passed away. It was a car crash. You will tell me everything of their deaths, how their bodies died, their faces as the life left. We will bond over our pain. hmm so my number one, okay, is a movie for which the pitch is, it's a film about David Bowie in which <gasps> not only, you know where oh, we're you've going, seen it's it. Stardust. Oh, you've seen it. Oh, yeah, I had to, it's my job, Jack. I but I didn't know it was even out yet. Yeah, 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 it came and went, it came and went. Oh, so, the, no. so the story is, it's basically, it's a, like an unauthorised retelling of David Bowie's 1971 American tour. And it says at the beginning, after that, you know, based on true intention, it says, what follows is, brackets, mostly fiction, to which I just want to go, mostly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> mostly. Um, it's Johnny Flynn playing a character who is Such called- a shame,
0: I love Johnny so, Flynn.
1: love Johnny Flynn. Why He's would play- he do this? He's playing a character who is called David Bowie, but they can't use any of David Bowie's songs because the Bowie estate doesn't want to... Yeah, I remember even Duncan, Duncan
0: yeah. Jones like tweeted being like, it's interesting that this film is being made because they can't use his songs. They can't
1: use so the best part of it is, it's meant to be the Man Who Fell to Earth tour, okay? So firstly, they can't use any of his songs, so all they can do is have him doing cover versions, so like doing Jacques Brel, doing you know My Death, and doing that sort of stuff. But at one point, they... a a journalist has to quote to him the lyrics of of the man who sold the world and I keep saying the man who fell to earth the man who sold the world and because they can't use the man who sold the world he says to Johnny Flynn as David Bowie let's talk about the lyrics of your song you say yesterday upon the stairs I met a man who wasn't there he wasn't there again today I wish that man would go away and you're thinking that's a really famous poem. Does nobody know that's a really famous poem? What, I, I don't get what, what's if that's not the. That, why didn't you just cut this scene out? <laughs> <laughs> because
0: <laughs> it's so if they cut that scene out, Mark, they'd have to start cutting out other scenes, n- and then there'd be no film left,
1: nothing left. And the, <laughs> it's. I mean, I, believe me, I've seen a lot of bad pop movies in my time. There is uh, Mark Marin's in it, who I yeah, like. But I like he's Mark as well. Absolutely terrible. Um, it's. It's a film that makes really heavy. weather. It's, it's got a whole psychological thing about well, he's terrified of he's, he's terrified of schizophrenia and he's terrified of this and he's terrified of that. And you go, yeah, no, and and then there's this performance of Mark Bolan. the guy who's playing Mark Bolan is called James Cade, and it's like it, it's almost as if they went. The thing about Mark Bolton was he was really charismatic and really kind of attractive. So let's find somebody who is completely uncharismatic. And every time he opens his mouth, you want to put your fingers in your ears just to stop (laughs) hearing him. And I mean, it's just I love Bowie. But even if you didn't like Bowie, you'd think this is unfair.
0: It just feels a little bit like it would only be made by somebody who didn't. Care enough about David Bowie's legacy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like yeah. if you really liked David Bowie's legacy, you wouldn't make this.
1: Yeah. No, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And do, you it's, what, uh, do you
0: want to hear a nice thing about uh, it? Go on. It made $9,000. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Name? David Bowie. 12 singles, every one a total failure, except Space Oddity. The record company finds Disney. the album too weird for the X. I need to be known. I, I need them to know me. There's only one guy at Mercury who doesn't hate your new record with every bone in his body. David Bowie, I presume. Ron Oberman, Mercury Records.
1: We got a pack couple weeks coming up. Chicago, Philadelphia, New York and then out to LA. But I think we can make it work. All well, it takes is one believer to change the world and we got two. You believe in yourself, don't you? I think you're going to be the biggest star in America. This is a Queen family rock station,
0: so keep it safe. Tell me about the new album. What's it all about? It's about the years I spent dressing in women's clothes and getting laid. You want to know why it's not working? If anyone dares to ask you about your actual work, you just do the mystical mime act. There is no authentic me. It's just fear. Well, then, be someone else. Be someone else. Okay,
1: what's your number one? You can't top that. What's your number one? Fast and
0: Furious Nine.
1: Okay, fine. Fucking ridiculous. This year, the car went to space. Oh, (laughs) they shouldn't have
0: done it. They shouldn't have done it. And like the way that they did it, they just it just happened. There was no tension, there was no nothing. They, they just went to space. Yes.
1: Oh. And, and how did they go to space? By strapping a rocket onto a car.
0: Unbelievable. And 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 just little things now it's getting ridiculous i know it's becoming almost like a fucking parody but the family thing is getting ridiculous Family. family it's i ain't got friends i've got family Family. and john cena is my long lost brother is family. he <laughs> john <laughs> cena for the whole that time has been your long lost you never brother mentioned him before. and the whole film is made and it's got these <laughs> intercutting sequences that sh- belong in a different film <laughs> where it's showing Young Vin Diesel and young John, John Cena having this sort of like rose-tinted, like Michael Bay-esque, brotherly like childhood with each other, and like the, the story of how their father died and who was responsible for it. Oh, and just it's just dull, and it's getting boring now. I thought it was going to be a. L- I really liked Fast and Furious Eight. Okay. I really liked Fast and Furious Eight. I didn't like the the Statham and the Rock one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobbs, Hobbs and, and Shaw. Sure. Sure. Didn't like that, I thought the beginning was fine and then it just sort of became nonsense. Uh, This, I just, it feels like they're going, how can we top the last one? I get magnets. Should we do magnets? Yeah,
1: magnets on a plane. Magnets and we go we, to space. How will we get across this this great chasm? Piece of string that'll work. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and then the God. other thing about this character, I, just, I don't this, know what we're doing. This, what are we doing? This character who died is now back because <laughs> and it means because nothing. Twitter. Yeah, so yeah. Like, you know, and, and I he didn't actually die. Go hang on. I, I feel like you know Kathy Bates in Misery. He didn't get out of the cocker car. All right. Just. It just it just didn't happen. But it, what I I mean, it's rubbish. It's I, so rubbish. I, it is so. Rubbish. I saw it in a cinema I kind of there's part of me that could kind of enjoyed the when they strap the rocket up to the car and they go into space and then they come out of the think they, meeting up with the space station It's a car <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you know as well that like you know your your thing about saying like if you've got the money to make a big film why also not make it good yes. If you want to do car goes to space, and this is all supposed to be really silly why don 't you think to make it all so good like it just feels like such a waste of like potential uh, to me because I, I would be so into that i 'd be like cheering and <laughs> laughing. it was nonsense yeah and i don 't want to i don 't want to be too mean, but natalie emanuel who's the uh, the British actress who 's in it, she was in Game of Thrones yep. I don't think she knows what she's saying in this film. It feels like she's just been handed the script that day, and maybe she had been, and she's just reciting the lines then and there. Yeah, it's like
1: like learning to drive, which we see her doing on screen, yeah.
0: The best thing about seeing Fast and Furious 9 in the cinema was seeing the opening sequence, I think, of the opening sequence of the next Jurassic World. Did you see this? No. I am not really a fan of any Jurassic Park sequels, and they shouldn't have made them, but there was something about almost, the way that the opening sequence of this next Jurassic Park movie is done is almost like it's a nature documentary for dinosaurs. Like it starts, however many million years ago, basically filming dinosaurs is like you'd film animals in the wild okay. and I was it was in IMAX so, and I was so taken so, with it
1: so just to summarise yep. the best thing yep. about Fast and Furious was something that wasn't in <laughs> Fast and Furious
0: yes it absolutely okay. was that's how might, bad it was I think you
1: might even have won that round well Jack thanks that's been really good fun thank you for, for um, allowing
0: me to come in on this this prestigious thing that you do every year well,
1: we'll do, I think we'll do it at the end of the year now I think Great. that's going to so if you enjoyed this thanks for listening subscribe tell your friends get in touch with us uh, it's at Kermit on Film or at Mode Movie or at Jack Howard, and Jack, we are still at the festival because obviously yeah. we recorded this on one day. In is it July now?
0: Is yeah, it July? we're in July. Yeah,
1: we're in July. But this is obviously people listening to this in August. Um, so we are now going to go and have a nice time. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, let's go and do that. <laughs> <laughs>